Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wish Well Podcast. I really hope that you all enjoyed the last episode on breath and diet, and I will be posting more episodes where I'll talk about all the things that I really love to do related to health and wellness, and hope I can inspire some of you to make some positive changes. But for today's episode, I am super excited to bring to you Dr. Neetha Gotham. And she and I talked a while back about Ayurveda and all the things that she's doing. And her episode is entitled Wholeness. So a little little bit about Dr. Gotham. She is a board-certified family physician who is practicing in California. Her interest in prevention and caring for the whole patient as well as herself led her to study the field of Ayurveda, which is the traditional medical science of India. She now incorporates these ancient practices in her self-care and the care of her family and her patients. Her goal is to empower patients to be in charge of their well-being with support and knowledge while honoring the patient's goals for health. I really enjoyed chatting with her and I hope that you enjoy this episode. And as always, remember to please subscribe, leave me a rating and review on iTunes, send me a comment on my webpage or on Instagram. Our Instagram page is wishwell.health and our blog for the podcast is wishwell.health.blog. Chat with you all soon. All right. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wish Well podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Neetha Gotham. Um, Dr. Neetha is a family practice physician located in California. And um, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time out to, to talk with us today. So as you're probably aware, um, every time somebody comes on the, on the podcast, I always ask them what word um, health and wellness means to them. So um, can you share with us what that means to you? Absolutely. So uh, when thinking about this, my word uh, that immediately came to mind was wholeness. And for me, that means thinking about not just my physical well-being, but emotional and mental and spiritual. And, and in my interactions with my patients that I think about how they're doing as a whole person. So I'm a family medicine doctor. So I'm used to thinking about the whole person and really becoming more deliberate about that, becoming more um, specific about that, especially in this current time with everything that we're dealing with. And um, as I do virtual visits, because we're not seeing patients in the office, whatever uh, someone's reporting that I'm also asking, well, how are you doing in these other arenas of your life and right. and bringing that forward not a, you know with my patients checking in with myself my friends uh, people i care about 
and acknowledging that we're more than the sum of our parts and mm -hmm. and how do we take care of all of those parts um, and and do it well um, mm -hmm. I have studied Ayurveda and there's a classic quote to paraphrase that talks about health means that the mind the body the the spirit all of that is in balance that that means health it's not strictly the absence of disease mm -hmm. uh, that there's so much more to that and how to bring that forward in my life and as i interact with others yeah that's that's beautiful and i i have to say balance is probably one of my favorite words <laughs> um and so you mentioned studying ayurveda um can you talk to us a little bit about that i honestly don't know a whole lot about it i know of people who practice it um but i'd like to i think a lot of people want to know a little bit more information about that Absolutely. So Ayurveda is the traditional, <clears throat> excuse me, the traditional medical science of India. Its mm -hmm. teachings are over 5,000 years old and uh, it's just, it's a complete medical system in and of itself. To me, um, what it makes sense to me most about Ayurveda is that it looks at everyone as an individual. And so to understand who that individual is, yourself, who that individual is that you're sitting across from, and what to do to maintain or restore the balance, the wellness that is inherent in all of us, mm -hmm. and acknowledging that so that we're not all inherently broken, we are inherently well, and maybe there are other things that have come into life, illnesses or other issues that have come in that have affected that balance. So what can we do to understand what balance means for an individual because it's different for everyone mm -hmm. and how to get to that state of balance. And uh, for me, it just, when I came across it, I was at a stage where I was really feeling like something was missing in my practice in, and in my day-to-day -day life. And as I started looking around Ayurveda, it just made so much sense to me. It, it, that gap that was missing and so being able to incorporate you know understanding myself better and understanding my patients better from a different perspective has made the practice of medicine more satisfying and helps me feel like I'm taking better care of myself. So talk to us a little bit about your journey through medicine. You mentioned um, you know being at a point in your practice of medicine that you sought out um, Ayurveda. Um, talk to us about you know, I know you're, you, you practice family medicine. Um, just tell us what your journey was like during that time. Sure, absolutely. So I went into family medicine because I liked the idea of being able to take care of people through all the stages of their life and to take care of whole families, which I have the privilege of doing multiple generations and, you know, the newborns and the mamas and the grandparents. And I just love that. Mm -hmm. And prevention was the other really interesting thing uh, that I thought in family medicine, I would be able to intervene, try and head off or prevent diseases from occurring. And as I got into the practice of family medicine over a number of years, I felt like more and more I was just trying to put band-aids on things mm -hmm. and feeling like I really wanted to be able to move care upstream a little bit before we got to the out of control diabetes or the really depressed person and feeling that along with 
just seeing a, a number of patients and encountering this over and over again, this disconnect between how much do we sleep and do we move during the day and what do we eat and when do we eat and how do we take care of ourselves and not realizing what the impact that was having on the very symptoms they were coming to see me for, mm -hmm. their headaches or their digestive issues or their fatigue or you know their medical conditions not being as well controlled as they would like. And looking and searching for a way to bring that all together. Mm -hmm. And so I started with nutrition and you know, when I went to medical school, you may have encountered this too. There's not a whole lot of time spent on nutrition except talking about nutritional deficiencies, which, right. you know, interesting, but not necessarily helpful day to day. Right. Uh, and so trying to think about that and how do I bring this in? How do I be more specific about this? What is helpful? And so I started looking into nutrition and integrative medicine more broadly. That felt like such a huge area. So I was trying to find where is my place in this. And then I heard this amazing presentation on Ayurveda and, uh, and it felt like I had come home. Yeah. That this is it. This, this is what makes sense to me. This is what resonates with me. And so read up some more on it and uh, took a, a couple of courses most recently through Kerala Ayurveda Academy, which is based in California. And really dove deeper into that and got some knowledge, some structure around which to talk about your nutrition and talk about your habits and, and being able to really, uh, you know, just with a little bit I know, move forward and say, and see um, what a difference that makes for my patients, what a difference it's made for myself. Mm -hmm. And it brings me back to that idea of prevention. It brings me back to wholeness because I am now more deliberately asking and looking for those things that maybe I wouldn't have inquired about or spent time on just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And your experience um, echoes my own personal experience as well, just discovering integrative medicine. And it's interesting, um, a lot of the women physicians I've interviewed on this podcast have had similar experiences as well in terms of um, looking to find ways to uh, practice more of a preventative type of medicine. And when you mentioned uh, feeling like, like you found your home with Ayurvedic medicine, that's kind of my experience when I discovered integrative medicine, when I um, started my fellowship program and there were you know, 40, 50 people in the room who echoed similar sentiments as I did. It really felt like I had found um, a, a true way to help people. So I'm really glad that you were able to find that for yourself and for your patients. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you currently practice um, Ayurveda medicine right now. Uh, so uh, currently uh, what I do is I incorporate elements of uh, what I've learned through Ayurveda into almost every patient visit. So it, even if I never use the word Ayurveda, I spend more time than I used to talking about uh, nutrition and what time do you eat. So in Ayurveda, there's an importance of your daily rituals, you know, being up by a certain time of day, having your meals at certain times of the day, going to bed by a certain time, um, when you exercise, what type of exercise, all of those things are dependent on understanding your uh, constitution, what foods are um, going to be optimal for you, what foods may not be optimal. It's not about being restrictive or 
you know, that you can't ever eat certain things, but that some things might work better for you than others. And, and, you know, trying to ask about those types of things in as many visits as possible. It's not always possible, but especially, you know, when I'm seeing someone for their preventive healthcare visit, spending more time on that. Mm -hmm. um, I do some one-on-one -on -one, um, consults with patients just focused on Ayurvedic practices and their, um, and their well-being. And we do a deeper dive into, um, you know, talking more about their nutrition and more specificity, more um, information about daily habits and taking care of themselves and having feedback. And we just focus on the Ayurvedic side of things and um, not necessarily directly dealing with their other health conditions. But as these things get better, patients report back to me that the other health concerns that they have improved, whether that's their diabetes or their insomnia or their weight, that things, when the basics are in place, you know, it's just like building a house. When the foundation is good, then everything springs from that. Mm -hmm. And so I see it as building that foundation and bringing some awareness to, if these things are in place, then those other things get easier um, and more manageable. And do you feel that many of your patients are open to doing this? Because that's sometimes a challenge for my patients is that uh, many patients are not really at that point where they're ready to explore anything else other than medications or injections. Right. And, you know, everybody is at a different point in their journey. And I try to meet folks where they are. So I may not always come out and say the word Ayurveda, mm -hmm. but I will talk about have you, you know, I'll start with, have you considered, you know, right. setting a routine bedtime and wake up time if sleep is an issue? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, have you considered, you know, whatever other recommendation that I think would be helpful for them? And ultimately it's up to them. And I don't try to force anyone. I ask them to consider it give it a try. You can let me know if you thought it worked or it didn't work and it's fine either way. Mm -hmm. Just try to be really open to that and right. try to pick something that I think will be not so hard to do. Yeah. Um, so in Ayurveda, for example, they talk about an ideal bedtime is by 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And the thought is um, there's that first period of the night. It's really important to be resting uh, because that's when the body finishes digesting not only the food that you've taken in during the day, but your thoughts, your emotions, processes that, and allows you to start the next day fresh. Well, I can't even count the number of patients I have who go to bed at midnight, one o'clock, right. two o'clock in the morning. And so, you know, for someone who goes to bed at one in the morning, I'm not going to convince them that they have to go from one in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. Right. But I might be able to say, have you considered moving that back a bit? You know, can we get to midnight, you know, or 1130? And working with them and as they see like, oh yeah, I felt better the next day. They, then we gradually try to push it back a little further. One of the privileges of being in family medicine is that I have that relationship with patients over time and can get those multiple touches to try and work with them and yeah. see what progress we can make. Yeah. And so where were you in your career? So you mentioned you were in family medicine practicing before you discovered Ayurveda medicine. Um, were you in your practice for several years before you kind of looked into this other um, type of modality or medicine? 
Uh, yeah, so I've been in practice over 10 years mm -hmm. at that point and had always had an interest in prevention and just always that feeling of not quite um, being able to put it all together mm -hmm. and needing some sort of framework or structure. So I understand this about myself. I do well when there's framework and structure around things as opposed mm -hmm. to ad hoc. Mm -hmm. And Ayurveda really brought that framework and structure for me to feel like I'm suggesting things that are reasonable and rational and have some basis in something other than, you know, my, my best guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really filled in the gaps, you know, in my, um, medical knowledge for which I'm grateful for and really felt like they complement each other. So it's not that it's all one or the other, it's both. And it's really nice to bring them together. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been um, adding Ayurveda medicine to your practice? So has it been a couple of years or? Yeah, it's been a few years now. So I started with uh, reading on my own and then um, was fortunate enough to become a uh, a mother uh, of my really sweet twin boys. And so um, study took a back seat for a little minute, mm -hmm. um, but then uh, fortunately was able to get back into it and completed my Ayurveda wellness counselor training uh, last year. And Excellent. congratulations. Along the way, thank you. <laughs> along the way, you know, as I learned things, bringing them forward and trying it out. I'm really fortunate that I work in a setting where my colleagues, my medical director, the institution have been super supportive mm -hmm. of this. And I understand, you know, that's not always true everywhere, especially when we're talking about integrative medicine. So I feel really lucky to not only um, have learned this, but to be in a place where it's okay to talk about it and mm -hmm. uh, advocate for it. Well, that's excellent. And it's good to have people on your side. What I find, what I have heard, um, a lot is that for many physicians who are feeling burnt out in traditional clinical medicine, um, many of them just want to quit altogether. But I think if you're able to find your passion again in medicine in other ways, so for yourself, you know, finding Ayurveda medicine, for myself, finding integrative medicine has made me feel like I can make so much more of a difference and an impact while still practicing clinical medicine. So I don't know if that was your experience as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it changes the whole picture, doesn't it? When you're able to bring something you're passionate about to the table when you're interacting with others. Right. And, you know, you see such a positive impact on your, your patients that, um, you know, you know that you are impacting them and you are make, helping them make positive changes um, and not, you know, just telling them you need to take this medicine or that medicine. And I think that um, those particular types of patients, they are so eternally grateful. Absolutely. And I, I, you may run into this as well with your integrated medicine practice. I have so many patients who are actively seeking something other than medicine so right. that they don't want to be on medication forever or that they also have that sense in some way, shape or form that medicine maybe is not the key for what they need. Right. And, not at all to disparage, you know, the amazing things that we can do with medication. Um, but for those patients who are maybe not quite there yet in terms of taking medication, um, can we make the most of other modalities mm -hmm. to, you know, help them feel better or do better or feel like they're more in balance with themselves? Right. 
we spent a lot of time kind of talking about um, medicine and patients. Um, tell us a little bit about how this has changed your own personal life in making you feel more whole. Oh, yes, absolutely. So for me, it's uh, been really eye-opening in terms of um, understanding myself better. So um, just briefly, in Ayurveda, there are three main um, constitution types, and we're all a combination of one or more of them. Um, mm -hmm. and there's no ideal type. But um, briefly, it's uh, Vata, V-A-T-A, which is space and air, Pitta, P-I-T, TTA, which is fire and water, and then Kapha, K-A-P-H-A, which is water and earth. And so when you think about those elements, you can imagine those characteristics of what someone who has one of those predominant in their system is like. So for example, um, I am predominant in Pitta, which is very common in doctors, in CEOs and leaders, uh, that fire, that ambition to get things done. But that can lead to certain health issues if it's out of balance. And so yeah. being able to recognize that in myself helped me change my diet and what I was eating. So to take it easy on the spicy foods or the really sour foods. And then that helped out in terms of, you know, personal health issues that I was having that I understood now were because that fire element in me was just out of control and it wasn't balanced. Um, you know, for someone who's uh, more vata, space and air, these are folks who are super creative and intuitive and always have the, you know, visionary ideas. When they're out of balance, it's hard for them to focus and concentrate and get things done. And, and so how do we balance that space and air with something that's more grounding? Mm -hmm. And then for the kapha person, it's the opposite issue. They tend to be more sedentary and harder to get up and go. And how do we help them get more movement or more lightness into their being? Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I understood about myself is that I'm competitive. And I didn't think that was true until I really dove deep into that. So for example, I used to run a lot and I've just recently gotten back into it. But when I was running before, I was always about, well, how fast did I run that mile? And can I run the next mile faster? And if I was doing a race, I want to get ahead of that person and then that person and then that person. And really now being able to say, maybe I should go running without the watch. Oh, maybe. no, why? <laughs> I know, right? Which is hard. So yeah. Hard. Um, but, you know, can I just enjoy the run for the run? Right. And that I don't have to set a per personal record every time I go for a run or I yeah. don't have to you know, sign up for the race and beat myself up if the time is not what I wanted it to be. Can I yeah. just go for a run and enjoy it? Um, I've gotten more into yoga, um, you know, in parallel uh, with the Ayurveda, their sister sciences. But one of the great things that I realized about yoga, among others, is it's a non-competitive activity, which is good for me. I need to do something that's not competitive. So right. I need to not worry about how flexible the person on the next mat is. I just need to focus on what I'm able to do today. Yeah, right. And that's been super helpful. Have you um, applied those same principles? Like you, I know you mentioned that you have five, uh, five-year-old twin boys. Um, have you noticed little kind of glimpses of their personalities in terms of uh, whether they're fired water or watered earth or anything like that? 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, fun to see them uh, develop their own personalities and understand that, you know, I have one little guy who's um, a bit more get up and go than his brother and being able to coax the, the other one along and sort of rein in a little bit, my get up and go guy, um, and just sort of keeping them in their balance. And because they're so regular with their routine, it helps me stay regular with my routine. So because we wanna make sure that they get enough sleep, they go to bed at a certain time, they wake up at a certain time, seven days a week, and being able to see that and go, this is how it was, you know, this is yeah. how, you know, we should be. Right. It's not about sleeping, you know, till noon. And I, you know, not that I've done that in years and years, but um, you know, that, that consistency matters that, you know, small children, they need their meals at regular times. And it's kind of cool to see how they sort of intuitively follow that Right. And, you know, as we get older, we impose all sorts of other things onto it. So it's more actually in some ways following their lead because they're intuitively doing the a lot of the things that Ayurveda talks about. Right. Well, what's next for you? So where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Uh, great question. So um, currently uh, looking to incorporate it more and more into my routine visits, being able to do more one-on-one -on -one Ayurveda specific consults. Mm -hmm. um, my, like I said, my colleagues have been great. So being able to share it more broadly across my organization mm -hmm. and um, yeah, to be a helpful resource to whoever's awesome. interested. Awesome. Well, we are just about to run out of time. So just wanted to kind of close it um, with um, you know, if there are any resources or things you want to let our listeners know about Ayurveda medicine or anything else you want to share with us? Absolutely. Thank you. So a couple of websites that I wanted to recommend if uh, your listeners are interested in learning more about Ayurveda. The first one is the, called NAMA, which is the National Ayurvedic Medical Association. And their website is www.ayurvedanama. It's all one word. A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A-N-A-M-A.org. Uh -huh. And this is a national organization of different Ayurvedic organizations. Um, and they have a lot of education, some backgrounds, conferences, all sorts of interesting articles. And then the other uh, website that I wanted to share was the website for the uh, school I trained at, which is Kerala Ayurveda. Uh -huh. And that's... Um, Kerala Ayurveda US, and that's K-E-R-A-L-A-A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A dot U-S. And they have a lot of uh, great information on there as well. They have um, recorded lectures, they have courses, um, and they also offer um, in-depth consultations with um, Ayurvedic doctors, these are, um, you know, our teachers at the uh, school all trained in India. And so they're really very knowledgeable. And if you wanted a more in-depth consultation, um, I think they're amazing. So I wanted to mention them as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing those resources for us. And thank you so much for taking your time out, Nitha, um, sharing with us today about wholeness. It's been my pleasure and my honor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness. Thank you.